This is a call to those who want incredible success, but do not necessarily want to get filthy rich. You want to help others, be purposeful, and enjoy all life has to offer. Welcome to the Inbound Marketing Revolution. This is Dow of Inbound with Ion Garlic. Welcome to the Dow of Inbound. This is Ian Garlic, and this week's guest I met at the Machine Live uh, with Digital Marketer. It's a digital marketer event uh, for the machine customers. It's an email system, amazing email system, driving thousands upon thousands of businesses to double and triple their revenue in short time. I actually met our next guest while waiting in line to get my name tag and he was behind us and it was early we got there early and we started talking and he talked about public speaking and how he could use public speaking and everyone should be able to speak in public even though it's your biggest fear you should be able to speak in public because it, you know we want to use the internet to influence thousands and thousands of people but when you speak you can influence 10, 20 people and move them much further, much faster to do much more. And that's what marketing is all about, is getting people to take action. Getting people to take action. And in another episode coming up, I'll, I'll have some interesting uh, tidbits about taking action through marketing. But in this episode, the guest, not after I started interviewing him, I found out he had this amazing background. Not only did he take action, but he took action when a lot of people would have given up. 99% of the public would have given up. And you say, oh, I can't do it because of this, and I can't do it because of that, and I can't market, and I don't have a budget, and blah, blah, blah. This guy was in prison for a long time. Was in prison for a long time. And after he got out of prison, he started a multi-million dollar business, a legitimate multi-million dollar business, sold it, and then moved on to another business where he's helping not only marketers, but everyone learn how to use speaking. And he's also doing high-level coaching. So make sure to pay close attention to not only his story, but a lot of the messages he tells. And one of the big things he's going to talk about is focus and how important it is. And it's so easy for us as entrepreneurs to get lose focus. So without further ado. This is Dalvin Bound. I'm Ian Garlic. And I'm here with Gennaro Crenshaw. Gennaro uh, has an awesome story to tell. He's an entrepreneur. <laughs> and there's Ryan Dice in the background saying hi. <laughs> uh, so, Gennaro, tell me a little bit about your story. Yeah, so my story is, is, a, is a funny story, but I, it's a story about when I was 13 years old, when father came to me and my three brothers, he said, like, you know, sons, I got to sit you guys and tell you, you got sit you guys down and tell, tell you guys something. And the background to that is he wanted to tell us something because he just finished having an argument with the shipbuilding company that he worked for. He loved doing. He spent his whole life working for the shipbuilding company. He fell off a scaffold and broke his back. Ended up being retired. Well, disabled, so he was retired, basically. And he just finished the wrap-up in the results of the compensation package. And he sat us down and he basically said this, Boys, 
what I want for you guys is you got to understand there's going to be two ways you're going to be successful in life. You got to figure out how you're going to be able to make money for someone else. But more importantly, I want you to figure out how you can make money for yourself. And that was the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. By the grace of God or just I believe in the grace of God, not long after that, I got involved with junior achievement and learned actually how to be an entrepreneur and what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And my spirit was born from then on. And I started to have a lot of success and a lot of different opportunities. For one example, I took tiles one time from a construction site. They said I could have old tiles and I actually polished those tiles up and made clocks. And I just saw how I could just make money selling almost anything. And I did that for a few years. But then at that time, in the 80s, this, 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 this thing about drugs came along and I got swarmed up in it. I'm not going to say, uh, uh, you know, somebody else's fault, but I ended up selling drugs, ended up doing 10 years, seven months, 13 days in prison. But don't feel bad about me because eight and a half of those years, some of the best years of my life. I got a chance to slow down, figure out who I was, but I got some of the best education on business and finance and personal development that I could ever get. For example, for 18 months, I got to have a direct tutorage. Yeah, for 18 months, I got a chance to have a direct mentorship from one of the most brilliant entrepreneurial business minds ever to live, Michael Milken. He was in the federal prison with me and we had lunch every day. He told me about business and finance and that kind of thing. And I gave him an understanding of what it takes to influence people where they're willing to risk their lives for you, knowing that they're really not getting all the benefit, that you're getting the benefit. And it was a great exchange that was so powerful. So that's how I understood marketing and, and how it relates to traditional business. And I shared with him how it relates to underground business. And the learning was just phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah. And so... Once you left prison, um, tell me a little bit about what you did. Yeah, so when I left prison, I made a conscious decision that I didn't have to just sell drugs. So before I went, I kind of felt like this was the only path to making real, you know, legitimate income was to sell drugs. But when Michael and other things, people that I talked to and things that I learned, I found out that it's the same principles that you take to, to sell drugs. If I use that same energy, I can have that much more or even more success with traditional business and that's what I did. So ever since I got out, I made a conscious effort that I would just start businesses. So that, that evolved for first, I was doing entertainment because that's one of the things I knew. And then it evolved to now I have the Crenshaw Consulting Group where we help small businesses um, with their whole level of strategy, communication and productivity. And then I also have another company, which is speak to, I'm the managing partner of speaktoberemembered.com, where we actually help people get more of what they want by understanding how to use the spoken word as a way to influence people, to get people to pay attention to them so that they can share their ideas, and then techniques of how they can explain anything to anybody so that things happen for them. And, I, you know, when we were talking before, and I met you for the first time a couple of days ago, um, you know, we, we mentioned that, and how people can change the world through speaking. Mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot of people think, well, I'm speaking to sell or I'm speaking to motivate people, but tell me a little bit, I mean, how, what are some of the other ways that people can use speaking to change people's minds? Well, the thing is this, 
everything that typically happens, no matter how it comes about, comes through speaking. And, it, and it's not something that's just this new idea. This is the idea that goes back thousands and thousands of years. You just think about the impact, for example, Jesus made. Jesus made the impact because he was speaking. And what he said mattered to people. And to this day, what people say matters. But if you just take a step back and look at the people who you respect, the people who you look at, one thing, one thing you'll find in common that they have, they have ability to speak. And speaking also takes other forms. It doesn't have to actually be on a stage. Speaking is also the same thing that happens if you're writing something. Because typically when you write, it, it gets spoken in your mind first before it gets written on paper. So communication from speaking is like one of the most powerful things you can do. And there's definitely ways to do it. Grab people's attention, then show that, show that you can care, you care about what their situation is. And then from that caring, you build the trust. And then from there, they're willing now to listen, then you can share your knowledge or wisdom with them. And then that's how you get them to change their minds. Awesome. Um, it, it, it's so important because people don't think about um, about speaking that way. Just, you? I, yeah, I got a, I got a recorder too, but I don't, or or I'm hitting these one of these buttons. You gonna check that? Yeah, I'll check. Because oh, I didn't bring my recorder with me, so it has to be your buttons. All right. My recorder is actually still in the in the room. I didn't bring it. Oh no, it is my recorder. I do have it. it that's, that's, let me put this. Stuff. That's what it is. Is this? All right. So that's what it was. I kept on pushing the button. So we can go back. Uh, whatever, whatever. Oh, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll keep going. No worries. Okay. Yeah, I just had that in my pocket. Make sure I don't leave it. Make sure I'm putting it in my sock so I don't leave it. Oh, no problem. The recorder's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So what, are, what do you feel are the keys to influencing people through speaking? What are, I mean, if you were going to tell someone, you know what? You're going to start changing people's lives through speaking. How are you going to do that? How are you going to tell someone to do that? Well, I'll, I'll give this lesson. i give the first caveat that my grandmother gave me. It's a caveat that's been the caveat for years. You can never influence one who won't listen to you. So number one, you have to have abilities to grab people's attention. And so grabbing people's attention basically is whatever you promise, whatever your, your for example, if you're going to give a presentation to a group, the headline has to be something that they want. So it, it, it's a good promise for them that they want to pay attention to. So the first thing, you always have to be able to grab attention no matter what it is. Secondarily, once you grab attention, that's just a starting point. To get people to stay engaged once you, you uh, have their attention, you have to have techniques and strategies that allow you to demonstrate that you care about them. That you, so you want to have strategies that, that allow them to know, like, and trust you mm. that are real strategies. And one of the keys is being authentic. Because people react more to people who are authentic than well, there's a lot of fakeness out there. So when they hear somebody who, who's authentic, it, it's a connection. So the more you can be like the people that you want to help, the better. And then once you start to build that, now you, they like you and they know you, but that's still not going to be necessarily persuasion. The, the, then the real persuasion is when you get a chance to show them something that they didn't know. And basically you, when you can create what I like to call aha moments, or get them to say, you know what? I never thought about it like that. And get them to see that kind of thing, that's when you actually are able to influence. And one of the ways you do that is you, you connect with where they are and then you take them from where they are to where they get a new perspective. And one of the, I use a couple strategies. I'll tell you some of the strategies that I use that are most effective. The main strategy that I use is I'll take a metaphor 
that they know about. So I try to be, instead of trying to be so complex, I'll take something that they know about and then give a metaphorical connection to what they don't know about so that they can then know about it, so they can, they can relate the two together. And in another way, and actually what it is, a story is really a metaphor anyway. I'll tell stories, but not crazy stories, just general everyday life stories, but just connect the dots for the people. And once you do that, if you connect, if you do stories with the emotion, now you got that connection and now they'll think about it. And when they think about it, they'll always remember the message because it's so simplified, then they're influenced. And can you tell me about what, like one of the most successful times you've had or one of those times where you feel like you've really connected with someone, changed someone's life because of the, they're speaking or you've heard someone do it? Well, I'll tell you two, two examples because I want to give you why I even started to do speaking because mm-hmm. it goes with my entrepreneur journey and then I'll share with you one of my personal uh, revelations that uh, made me really stay with this even more. So once I came home and I was really focused on making money the legitimate way, I got involved with real estate finance. So the real estate finance is known, you know, real estate and mortgages, they're known for having conferences, major conferences. So if there's a conference in I went to the real estate and mortgage conference in Las Vegas. And I, it was a four-day conference. And I went there like, yeah, I want to go to learn some extra more strategies. And I learned these strategies. I'm really just going to be making money hands over fist. So that was kind of the motivation, right? So I went. And the opening day, the first night, they had a keynote speaker, Anthony Robbins. I don't know if you know who Anthony Robbins is. Oh, yeah. So he comes on, he presents for about 90 minutes or so, maybe even two hours, but it, you never could tell how long it was. It was so impactful. After, his pre- after experiencing this presentation, I was in awe. It changed my life. So I shifted that night from wanting to do whatever I can to become the number one or the best uh, mortgage professional that I could be to wanting to be somebody who can grab someone's attention, hold it, and make somebody feel the way he made me feel, I wanted to be able to make someone else feel the same kind of way. That became my new goal. And so I just spent the next few years just trying to learn everything I could about speaking, motivation, and persuasion, and all those things. And eventually I got to meet Tony, actually spent some time in the program with him. But, so that was the experience that got me started. But I, so that was the first phase, but then the next phase is I wanted to be able to have that impact on somebody else. And the best impact that I ever got was I started working with this youth group. And the youth group was for, for young people who were affected with, you know, affected by gangs and violence. And, and I come from the inner city. So it was a perfect. And I wanted to make sure, you know, another goal of mine was to have to help stop other young people coming up to make the same decision that I made to hustle and all that. And I was I was brought in, a young man was brought in by a probation officer. Basically, he had been shot five times. And the probation department was like, can you, can you guys mentor this guy? Because he's running out of his probation commitment. But we feel like he's either going to kill someone or he's going to be killed shortly if he doesn't get any guidance. So I worked with the guy to make a long story short. Over two years, he was able to get his GED. But more importantly, he was able to turn his whole life around. And he ended up going to the Air Force. That's awesome. And so the, the thing for me is, a few years after the, the airport, I get a call. I mean, from the Air Force, I get a call. He says, uh, Pops, I need to talk to you. 
Now, normally when he says, Pops, I need to talk to you, it's not a good thing. <laughs> but he says, uh, I want to talk to you because I, need, I, I want you to do something. And I was like, go ahead, Mark. What, what do you want me to do, Mark? And he was like, well, um, you know, I never, I, I never really had a, a dad, and I just found out I'm going to be a father. And I want you to be the godfather. And that was like the most impactful thing of my life. That, to me, was similar to that feeling that I got when... I was experienced Tony Robbins, I, I got the same similar feeling. And so that's been the, the, the thing. I was able to capture Mark's attention and just by talking to him and just showing, he was showing the same thing, connecting with him, showing that. And then, but the whole process was based on what I just shared with you. And it was like the biggest feeling I could ever get is priceless. That's fantastic. That's, that's a, I mean, that's yeah. an impressive story. And it's just like, that's, then that drives me now. So now with Speak to Be Remembered, I just always want to help people just find their voice and share so they get more of what they want out of life and everything that they need. Um, and we talked a little bit about your favorite quote. Tell me about that. Yeah. The segue a little different, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, I, I don't remember which one I told you because I have a few, but the, uh, my favorite quote, what was my favorite quote that I told you? Because I have a number of them. Tell me one. So one of, one of my favorite quotes is, well, I got, I'll give you two two favorite quotes. You can work hard on yourself. I mean, you can work hard on the job and you can make a living. But when you work harder on yourself, you make a life. That was a big one. I got that one from Jim Rohn, who was yeah. considered the, the godfather of personal development. That, that one was a big one for me. That one was a big one for me. And um, why, why do you feel that one's so big for you? I, I feel like we, we so often spend a lot of our time focused on the idea of we want to get better for skills. We want to get a better, we want to get a better skills for a job and we want to, or we want to get a better skills for some kind of thing. And we don't realize that if we can become better people, all the other stuff will happen. And so that was one big thing. And then also I real I recognized through my own life. Cause remember I told you I, I, when I was in prison, I had an opportunity to find out who I was. And I realized as I started working more on myself, my life started to happen even when I was in prison. So I was actually released from prison mentally many years before they let me out the gate. And it's because of that whole idea of working on myself as opposed to just working on some skills. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, that's yeah. such a good, I love your story. You turn it around mm -hmm. and then not only turn yourself around and make some money, but turning other people around. It's, I mean, that's an ideal right. life that you hit that. Hierarchy, Maslow's hierarchy. Yeah, you know? it's funny that you say that because my background, then I went to college at also and I started, I got a master's degree in psychology. Okay. And so as you talk about Maslow, I used to think it was fluff. To be honest, I thought it was fluff. Mm -hmm. Self-actualization and all that. Yeah. I thought that was really fluff. Mm -hmm. um, and so as part, one of my journeys was, you know, I wanted to make a million dollars legit because I've had just making a million dollars legally. And so one of the comments would always be, Oh, you know, you, you, you're still not that, you know, you're, you, you made some money, but you didn't never do anything good. Make some money legally. Make some money doing so. That was kind of like the people who knew me from whatever. Yeah. That was always the comment. So I always had to go to prove them wrong. And um, so I started. That's, that's also one of the reasons why I was, I was driven in real estate finance. I really didn't like it. But I don't know if you know, but in the, in the, in the late two, in the 2000s, it was easy money. So yeah. So I was able to make that accomplishment, but at the same time, when I made that, when I had that million with no obligations to it, mm -hmm. it still felt kind of empty. But when I started to help people and make a difference and people would say, 
for example, I started doing executive coaching later on because a lot of people liked the way, from my presentations, a lot of people would gravitate towards me. So I started doing uh, executive coaching using Marshall Goldsmith's program. But another thing that happened to me was, so I had a, an engagement with this guy named Ron, who was a senior VP at Sony. And we did a, like an 18 month engagement. But in the end, he said something to me that also touched my life. He said, you know, you taught me, the things that you shared with me made me into a better leader, to a better executive, but more importantly, it made me a better father and husband. That feeling also is like priceless. That's fantastic. And, Man, you've influenced people all levels. Right. And so it's just because I realized it's about empowering others that's more important than money. Because like these, these feelings are priceless. And so that's another reason why I speak from stage now. In speaking, I teach at, I teach at school at San Diego State University for the same reason. It's because... If I can look out into the audience, this is the biggest, the best feeling I can get. If I look out into the audience, or if I'm even look, if we were looking at you, and we were having a discussion, and, and, and you were struggling with it, and I can tell, you know, you can, when you're looking, you can see in the people's faces they're struggling with it. But if I can, in that same conversation, see that struggle face, and then see that click on face, that I got it, and that smile, that is the most priceless feeling you can also get as well. So that's why I kind of do what I do. That's the whole reason behind uh, my latest endeavor that I focus most of my attention on, speak to be remembered, mm-hmm. is because if people get, vo- if people, most people don't have voices, but they don't really realize if they don't have voices, somebody speaks for them. But they might not say what they want to be said. So we'll get people a chance to get, get their voices. Yeah. And speak to be remembered.com, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Awesome. So if I were to do, uh, you know, if someone's listening to this and they're driving around in their car mm-hmm. or watching us, what's the one thing they can do? start influencing people through speaking? The first thing they can do is have a shift in focus. And this is what I mean by a shift in focus. Most people want to talk about themselves. If they shift their focus, and there's two major shifts I'm going to tell you. But the one major focus, first of all, is focus on listening more than talking. That's number one. So most people just want to talk about themselves, but they don't listen to the other person. So the other person disconnects. So first listen then worry about getting listened to. That's number one. I think that's number one. But the close second is instead of it being so interesting and trying to be interesting. So this is one thing happens when I have I have trainings, right? So mm-hmm. I train people, and a lot of sometimes they miss it in the beginning because they feel like in order to be impressive, because they've seen so many YouTube videos and mm-hmm. got DVD programs, they think that it's the impressiveness of the speaker and all the tactics that you can learn and. You do this thing, you do that thing. So you be impressive, then that's, that's where the influence comes from. Mm-hmm. But that's not really where it comes from. So the idea, instead of trying to be so impressive, just try to be, or try to, instead of trying to be so interesting, be interested. And everything will just happen. That's fantastic. That's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, thank you. That's, yeah. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for doing this podcast. Um, so speak to be remembered.com. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to be work with you, they can just go on there and email, give you, send you an email and give you a yeah. call. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, so this is the thing. Let's give you a little background on it. Before recently, before as late as June, mm-hmm. the focus was just on private. It was just like a private group of us. It was just like a private community of people who wanted to change the speaking industry and, and, and bring that thing in. But we were recently making the switch. So as we have some growing pains, we're really recently making the switch where we want to make a broader community. So now, yeah, you come to the, you come to the site. You can read our mission. I just give you a brief overview. The mission basically is to lift up the world mm-hmm. by giving voices back to the masses. 
That's awesome. And, you know, so we're just like a community that was committed to it. That's our goal. That's our mission. I'm the, kind of the face of it, but there's a it's, a it's a nice little tight community and people who are really serious about helping others. You have to want to be able to help somebody else and want to. That's like a core premise of getting people in. You have to not be wanting to do it for yourself only. You have to be wanting to also have a focus on, I want to help others. And welcome to the community. That's, that's what it's all about. That's fantastic. Well, thanks so much for being on. Gennaro, I, I really appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Gennaro's story is absolutely amazing. And what's really cool is I also did this. It was my first GoPro interview. So check it out. Make sure to subscribe to our email list on iongarlic.com. And I'll be sending a link out to the edited video. And you'll notice at the very beginning, Ryan Dice walks through. And he was our uh, special two-second guest. For those of you who don't know Ryan Dice, he's the... uh, I, not the president. I think he's the CEO of Digital Marketer. He's one of the founders. He's the spokesperson. He got it started like 15 years ago. Great guy. Super genius marketer. Um, but I hope you learned a lot from Gennaro. I hope his story inspired you. And it's pretty dang cool that the guy got business advice from Michael Milken. I mean, for you, those that don't know it, look it up. He was a definitely influential figure in the financial world and a, and a trademark, I would say, an icon of the 80s, even if it's for infamous reasons. So definitely go download uh, and sign up for at iongarlic.com for our mail about Dalb Inbound and some upcoming things, including to see the video of Gennaro. It's kind of cool. We're walking through the hotel talking. Um and let me know what you guys think. Please go to my website. Give me some comments. What do you think was the most important thing you learned listening to Gennaro? Thanks again, and I'll be talking to you soon.